Hi, this is Lainey Cameron, and you're listening to the Best of Women's Fiction podcast. I'm a marketing expert, a digital nomad, and the author of the 12-time award-winning novel, The Exit Strategy. If you haven't read it yet, I'd love to know what you think. I created this podcast to showcase authors and books I admire, and I'm thrilled that this season, Ashley Hasty, book blogger extraordinaire and creator of the Hasty Booklist, is joining me as a co-host. This is Lenny Cameron and Ashley Hasty. And the reason we thought it'd be fun to do it together is we have our first author who is actually two people with us, <laughs> Allie Brady. Hey guys, is a combination of Allison Hammer and Brady Godfrey. So we've never done this. This is going to be a bit of an experiment to do a four person interview, but what the heck? You guys are very special being a two person author. So why the hell not? I love it. So let's start with where are you joining us from? I think you're in the middle of your book tour, right? We are one week into our two-week book tour. At the moment, we are in Destin, Florida, where the book takes place at my dad's house. We're outside. It's a beautiful day, and we're getting the beachy vibes for sure. Ashley, over to you. Well, this book just came out last week. Oh, we all have our copies here. (laughs) For those readers who have not yet read the book, can you tell us a little bit about what it's about? Sure. So we initially envisioned this book as sort of a twist on the parent trap. So we have two girls, 12-year-old girls, meeting at summer camp and becoming best friends. But then by the end of the camp, they've learned that they're sisters. They share a father. They're half-sisters. And there's some family secrets in there. So this shatters their friendship. They don't speak to each other for 15 years until their father leaves them a rundown beach house in Destin, Florida. So they you know, get together again 15 years later after having not spoken and they get this house and they each want different things. One of the sisters wants to keep the house. It's a place where she has special memories. The other one needs money and so she wants to sell the house. So instantly they're at odds. And then they spend the summer, they agree to work on the house. It needs a lot of renovations. So they work together repairing the house and their relationship over the summer. And they both have, um, they each have a love interest. It's a sister story, but it's also two romances for the price of one. (laughs) And this is the first book you've written together. And I know there's a pretty cool story about the inspiration behind it and how it sort of came to be. So can you tell us that? We started out as as critique partners. We met, um, the story goes that I did a little light stalking of Brady. We are both members of the Women's Fiction Writers Association. And I read like a 250 word snippet of her writing. And I was just like, oh my gosh, she is so good. I want to be her friend. And there was an opportunity, I think almost a year later, to trade pages. And we traded pages and really liked each other's writing style and critique style. And it, it went from there. I remember the day that she called me her CP, which is her critique partner and like going steady for writers. So we're exclusive. We're exclusive. No one else. So that's like kind of a little bit about how we met. And then do you want to talk about how we like made the jump and where sure. Ali yeah. came from? So it was spring of 2020 and we we're in lockdown like the rest of the world was. And we were just chatting about book ideas. And I remember I was sitting at the, at the dining room table with my kids. They were homeschooling, right? Everybody's homeschooling. Allison was working from home and we were chatting about book ideas and she was telling me about an idea that she's had. I said, that actually goes really well with an idea that I've had. What if we put them together and write a book together? And that's how it happened. (laughs) So can I ask what the two ideas were that kind of merged into the beach trap? Sure. And that's, it's not the beast trap, in fact. So this is where, you know, we've had this experience as solo writers and also as a duo. It's very common that your first book doesn't sell. And for us, 
the reason our first book didn't sell, we, we, it will find its way out into the world. It took place in the pandemic. It's called Shelter in Another Place. And editors thought that it was just too soon to do something with the pandemic, but they loved our writing. They loved like kind of our duo-ness and we'd given a paragraph. So really like the beach trap started, like Brady like said in the beginning that it started as a twist on the parent trap. And from there it just grew. But our editor saw that and she's like, that's a book that I would like to read. And so we worked really fast and we put together a five chapters and then an outline. So the origin story, I guess, of Allie Brady was for um, another book. I love that. And I know that, Allison, you write really detailed outlines. It always amazes me. Um, I've had the joy of being a critique partner in little tiny yes. ways as well with you. And I am actually amazed that you have a similar style, right? That you're able to do those detailed outlines. And I want to ask you more about that. But before I do, because I'm fascinated on how you write a book together, I'm sure I'm sure that Ashley is too. Like, I can't even get my head around how you do this. <laughs> but before I do, I want to say a couple of things about the book. Because like you said, I was lucky enough to read an early copy too. It's a beautiful book. Oh my goodness, the conflict that you ramp up in this book between the two sisters, like they have every reason to want different things and it works so well. This book has got so much juicy conflict, but it's sweet and it's beautiful. And oh my goodness, I had a book hangover. I was genuinely sad when it was over and I was like, I want to go back. I want to like, I want to go back into their world. That's a skillful, a skillful writer, or in this case, pair of writers who can create a world that you want to plunge back into the second you turn the last page. So congratulations. And I'm going to read one quote from Allie Hazelwood, who people might know as the New York Times bestselling author of The Love Hypothesis. And I think this captures it so well. She said, an enchanting, heartwarming story about the families we're born into and the families we choose for ourselves, full of beauty and hope and reminders that it's never too late to roll up our sleeves and rise above the mistakes we made. I cheered, I cried, I swooned while reading about Blake and Kat, their journeys to finding love, to finding themselves and to becoming the sisters they were always meant to be. Take this book on vacation with you and let its heart and humor sweep you off your feet. What a beautiful endorsement from, I mean, I would say that Allie's like a rom-com writer, right? Like, like, or would you call her women's fiction? Where, where would you slot her books? Yeah, she's romance STEM and we just adore her. She is brilliant. Her books are amazing and she's an incredible human. Absolutely. And I love that it's a rom-com writer who wrote you this review because I do think this book, I actually wrote my own review, has serious rom-com vibes. I mean, it's women's fiction and it's a sister story and there's just that beautiful gooey tone of a rom-com in it as well. And I think that was really nice to get that into like a serious topic around sisters dealing with conflict, but you've got that beautiful tone of you feel warm and gooey and you just want to stay in the world, like I said. So <laughs> So I can't wait to ask you, how did you write and edit this book together? Because, you know, it's hard enough to write one book by yourself and edit it maybe with the help of an editor, but you guys have got two writers, two agents, two different, you know, approaches maybe. Tell us how that worked. You kind of hit the nail on the head with the, the big outlining. I think in the writing world, there's plotters who plot everything out and there's pantsers. We tease that we share a brain sometimes, but we don't share a brain as so much that we can't plot it out and do a lot of work in the beginning and a lot of outlining to make sure that we're all on the same page. And then I also think that because we were spent so long as critique partners, we really work, the way we work works well together. And so that was really natural. But do you want to talk about the, the details? <laughs> sure. So like Allison said, we do a really extensive outline. So we know exactly what's happening in each chapter. We've mapped out the character arcs. We know where the conflict is hitting. Our typical schedule is we each write one chapter a week. And then we swap at the end of that week and let the other one read and edit the chapter. And so each chapter, it was drafted by one of us, but then the other one edits it. And then of course, as we revise, we just go through it over and over and over again, smoothing it all out, 
the goal is that it should feel like it's been written by one person. I'll tell you that I know Allison's writing. I'm actually excited to read Brady's writing because her own thriller, it's a thriller, right? That's coming out later this year. I'm so excited. I'm on the NetGalley list. It's going to be mine. It's gonna, I'm going to have my fingers on it soon. I know Ali's style and it's really interesting because I will tell you that I couldn't tell. So I like had a theory, a hypothesis on who wrote which chapter, <laughs> but then I would see touches of the other person in the other chapter and I'd be like, wait, I thought, I thought I knew it. But now I see Allison in this chapter that I thought was written by Brady. That's so clever and funny. I think that's Brady, but it's in the Allison <laughs> chapter. So you really couldn't, it's almost impossible at least for me and I know you know at least one of your writing pretty well so well done and, and let me tell you I love getting texts from people who are reading it they're like I think you're cat oh wait maybe you're Blake oh but I think you're cat and it goes back and forth that's our goal like Brady we want it to feel like it was written by one person that's been such a like a, a fun experience having people try to guess when you edited it was there was there anything that is really different than where it started that readers who are loving it now might be surprised to hear changed along the way? Like, did you ditch any characters or were there significant changes or was it because you did this outline, was it pretty close to where you started? It was pretty close. I mean, we worked a lot of that out in the outline phase. I will say that we amped up the spiciness level um, of the love scenes at the last moment. Like so the last moment. <laughs> when we were doing copy edits, like the last chance you get to really make any significant changes. And we amped that up quite a bit. It was like, you know what? People have read this book. People are reading this book. They're rooting for these characters. They're rooting for the love interest. Let's just give them a good finale to be, you know yeah. what I mean? Like let, they want to feel it. So let's give it to them. So and funny story. <laughs> so Brady did that with her, the chapter that she wrote, the sex scene she wrote. And it was so good. And she upped the steam. I'm like, that's not fair that your character has a better experience than mine. So <laughs> will you do that to mine? So she upped the steam in mine. And I made a couple tiny tweaks to get it. Just a few tiny tweaks. But she's really good at adding the steam. <laughs> Brady, you've got kids, right? Do you, do you like hide away when you're working on your sexy scenes? Or how do you manage that? Yes. Funny story. The very first like open door steamy scene I ever wrote was for that first manuscript we wrote. And I was started writing it at the table with my kids that were homeschooling. And I was like, nope, nope. And just <laughs> shut the computer and walked away. But usually, yeah, I mean, now, now we've written a few. So yeah. it's feeling like not like such a big deal anymore. It was at the beginning. I really like writing them and I've hopefully, I mean, no, my kids are too young to read them, but hopefully when they are old enough, they'll have grown up in a home that makes them feel like, you know, everybody deserves to have great sex. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And I think, you know, <laughs> we usually tell each other when we're writing that scene and then mm -hmm. like, it's usually Brady is more comfortable with it than I am. And she's really good at it too. So I'm, it's, it's one moment where I'm really happy to have a co-author. <laughs> I know you both worked really hard to get to this place, both on your solo careers and as your career as Allie Brady. So I want to know what advice do you have for aspiring authors? <laughs> <laughs> um, good question. There's so many things. I'll pick two. Um, the first one is something that I always need a reminder of and that Brady's really good at reminding me is that the first draft draft's job is only to exist. As writers at any level, we're all really hard on ourselves. It's supposed to be hard. Like if it was easy, anybody could do it. Be easy on yourself on that first draft. And the other biggest piece of advice is to find your people. I've had writing groups for every level, every step of the way. When I was queering, I had a group of other queering writers and there's nobody else. Your family and friends can like empathize with you. Nobody else who hasn't been through it knows like the joy you can get from getting a rejection because it's better than silence. Every step of this process, publishing is so difficult and every step has its own challenges. So find your people because 
writing is not a solo sport and there's an amazing community that's super supportive. Just find your people. Yes, I agree with both of those. And I'll just add, finishing is really important. You've got to finish. If you're going to write a novel, you need to write it all the way to the end. You need to revise it and then you need to start submitting it. And then you need to start writing something else. If you want to have a career at this, you need to continually be writing, editing, submitting, writing, editing, submitting, and just get into a rhythm because that's what you're going to do once you hopefully have you know book deals. You're going to be continuing to do it. So just getting in the habit of doing it, always finishing, and then my opinion is move on to the next thing instead of getting stuck on the same thing, working it over and over and over 10 different ways. And so talking of writers you admire or books that you enjoy, any good recommendations to make for us on the reading side? Oh, so many. Do you want to go first? Yeah. So I have a couple things I'll recommend. I recently read The Unsinkable Greta James by Elizabeth Smith, and I really loved it. It's a father-daughter story. They go on a cruise together that the mother was supposed to take with the father, but she passed away. It's dealing with grief and loss and finding yourself. There's a little bit of a love story in there, but that's not the point of it. And I just, I really loved it. And then I'm also going to shout out a book that had the same pub date as us. It's called How to Fake It in Hollywood by Ava Wilder. It is much deeper than you think going in. It's a fake dating about between two Hollywood stars, um, movie stars. But it's much deeper than you think. And they go through a lot. They fight through a lot to get their happy ending. I really loved it. We're kind of, you might call us nerds. We just finished listening to our own audiobook. <laughs> they did a really good job on our audio. We've been flying a lot. And so we've been sharing iPods, um, AirPods and listening to the audios. The audiobook has been good. But two other books that I would love to give shout outs to. One is Four Ways to Wear a Dress by Jillian Libby. It is like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants All Grown Up, plus like surf, surf, surf culture. So like a little Gidget vibes. And I just absolutely loved it. And then another one I'm almost finished listening to is As Seen on TV by Meredith Shore. People Who Loved Book Lovers by Emily Henry would love it. It's very like Hallmark movie versus reality. And it's really great. So I always love to ask if there's anything we missed. And I also want to make sure that we hear about Brady's book that's coming in the fall, if you're willing to tell us a little bit about it. Why don't sure. we start there? Tell us a little bit about the, the one that you're also bringing out in the fall. Sure. Yeah, this is coming out in September. It's called Imposter. It's a psychological thriller. And interestingly, it's also about two sisters, but very different vibe than The Beach Trap. <laughs> so in Imposter, these two women have not talked to each other for three years. Um, they've been estranged. They had a big falling out. The younger sister reaches out to the older sister and wants to get together again and says, I have a matter of life and death to discuss with you. But on their way to the restaurant for dinner, they get into a car crash. In the middle, it's a snowy night. They get into a car crash and the younger sister ends up in the hospital with a brain injury, can't communicate with her. And the older sister is pretty certain that there was somebody following them before the accident. Or the, it wasn't really an accident, it was a crash that they were hit. And so she really wants to figure out what was my sister gonna tell me, who was following us, and what's the secret that my sister is keeping from me. So it's twisty, it's fast paced, and there's a lot of medical fiction weaved into there and psychiatric issues as well. It is really good. And the medical stuff, Brady's a doctor in addition to being an author with Allie Brady and her own, but it's very, very good. Awesome. And it's coming out in September, that one, right? I think, Ashley, you had one last question here. I have one question before the question that you are expecting, but Brady asked me this at the Chicago book launch event, whether I identify more with Blake or Kat. And I said, I particularly felt like I was more Blake with like touches of Kat in there. So I want to ask both of you how you feel. Do you identify with one character more than the other? 
That's a good question. You know, and it's interesting in, in nonfiction, people are looking for a lot of readers look to see things that are not true because it's supposed to be true. And in fiction, people kind of look for things that are true in the authors. And I think that we both put pieces of ourselves into the characters, but I don't think that, you know, they're definitely not us. They're not us. I feel like I've got probably more pieces of cat in me. I'm not handy at all, but I've got probably a little bit more cat than Blake, but I probably have a little bit of Blake too. What about you? Yeah, I agree. They're really not us. Blake is quite, is more of an introvert, which I think I am as well, but she's very handy and she's very practical. There's sometimes when she, you know, maybe responds in a way that may seem more immature. And sometimes as readers, we like to call that out in characters and say, oh, why can't she, you know, just resolve this like an adult? But like, even we're real adults and we sometimes don't resolve things like adults. Like we sometimes act like teenagers for a minute before we, you know, before we kind of get over it, but it's normal. Like people don't always act with maturity every minute of the day in real life. I don't know what you're talking about. I do. <laughs> Lainey, what about you? Did you identify with one character more than the other? So Kat in the book is a social media influencer and she's definitely at various points feeling the pressure of like, what are you like to the external world versus what's going on in your own personal life? And so I identified with that. Like there are moments where I'm posting pretty pictures on Instagram, but I'm feeling not well physically. And I don't always want to be on there saying like, I'm having a bad day. I don't feel good. And so, yeah, I identified with that kind of almost a disingenuousness sometimes feeling like you, you want to just tell it like it is, but maybe that's a bit too much oversharing on social media. And so Definitely, I, I, I identified with that element of cat, but I also identified with kind of the pragmatism of Blake. I'm, I'm a pretty pragmatic person, I think. And so I think Blake was a bit more on the pragmatic, just like the world isn't always perfect, get it done kind of site. I thought they were both fabulous characters and I, I related to both of them, really. So where can we find you on social media? We right. are everywhere, probably the most active on Instagram. We are at Allie Brady Books. And we'll put all the links on the website at bestofwomensfiction.com, as well as the links to all of the books that you've recommended. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, you are so welcome. And it's so fun to have friends on as Ashley and I were lucky enough to go to two of your book tour events in different locations. And so this is Lenny Cameron and... This is Ashley Hasty, And we're wrapping up for the season. It's our last episode, and I think if I counted correctly, this was our 99th episode. So I think our next one needs to be something special. Yeah, and so we'll be back in the fall with a special episode, number 100 for the podcast. And also, I want to point out that if you are listening and you have recommendations of authors of women's fiction that you think are among the best of the best and we haven't had them on yet feel free to send a little note or message to Ashley or myself. And if you're an author and you're listening, we have a form on the website where you can request to be considered for the podcast. It has become quite competitive. We get hundreds of people requesting to be on, but we love to feature in particular diverse books that tell stories that haven't been told. So you'll see on the form, we actually ask you that question. We ask you why you would be a great pick for the podcast. And we're very thoughtful and we read every single submission. So I do encourage you, if you think that you might be a, a fit for the podcast, please go ahead and submit that form. We'll be going in about a month through all of the submissions for the fall. And I'm so excited that we got to end this season with Allie Brady. Thank you so much guys for joining us. Thanks for having us. 